This, this, this is you. KUT. KUT, Austin. Stop. This is KUT. I'm Jennifer Staten. If wishes were fishes, Austin Flamenco Festival, Foresteros, Jawbreaker, The Music Man. These are some of the performances on the Long Center schedule in the coming weeks. The Long Center celebrating its 10th anniversary this year. It started with Austin Opera, the Austin Symphony Orchestra, and Ballet Austin as its founding resident companies. And over the years, its offerings have expanded. On the occasion of its 10th anniversary, the Long Center undertook a research and rebranding process with local firm Archer Malmo to find out what people think about the Long Center and how it could do better. I visited the Long Center on a spring day this year to talk with President and CEO Corey Baker about the Long Center's history and what that research showed. Well, it's funny. I talk to a lot of people, and I I talk about our 10th anniversary, and so many of our supporters and our founders said, 10 years, we've been doing this for 40 years, that it was 40 years in the making, um, because in 1989, or 1998, we actually had a vote of the citizens of Austin voted in support of annexing the parkland to create a performing arts center. And our mandate was to have a permanent home for Ballet Austin, the Austin Symphony, and Austin Opera. We're very fortunate as a city to have those three incredible professional companies here. And so um, there was a, a very strong group of supporters and the citizens all banded together to make sure that those three companies had a permanent home here in Austin. I think people who are newcomers to Austin or maybe have moved here since a long center was built don't realize that it hasn't always been that way, that there wasn't a permanent home for all of those companies. Yes, and and those companies have a long history in Austin and have moved around. And um, originally, this site was the home of the Palmer Auditorium. And I love hearing stories from people who their high school did a graduation here or their parents got married here. And so it really is an iconic location for Austin. Describe for us the parts of Palmer Auditorium that are actually still here. If you stand in front of the Long Center on the north side and look towards it, there's a portion that looks very familiar. The entire back of house behind the proscenium of the stage is all the original stage house from the Palmer Auditorium. And we're really proud to say that, you know, it's I, I, over 80% of the materials from the Palmer Auditorium were recycled into the Long Center. So you'll see things like there are tiles that are on the front of the building and the elevators that were from the old dome. And they're dented, but that's from hailstorms years and decades ago. And um, the ring beam, which is our kind of signature iconic piece is actually the outside of the of the dome from the Palmer Auditorium. So we've retained that um, in, as a to pay homage to, to this incredible site. As part of the Long Center's 10th anniversary celebration, I know you embarked on a kind of discernment examination process of the Long Center and its identity and its sort of place in Austin. First of all, tell me exactly what you did. What what did that process entail? Yeah, it's a really exciting moment for us. I mean, it, it happens to be our 10th anniversary, but also in just the natural life cycle of an organization. We're at a point where um, we've, we've created a really great foundation. I think we have fulfilled our role to be that permanent home and, and support our founding resident companies. But the vision for the Long Center was always, what can we do beyond that? What else can we be to this community? And how can we 
honor this really sacred ground that we're on and be a cultural hub for the city. The board and and the staff internally decided this was the perfect time to kind of take a pause and look at a new strategic plan, look at what is our next decade, and really reinvigorate our vision and how we're going to move forward. As part of that, we were very lucky to get some in-kind support from a local advertising firm, Archer Malmo, and they guided us through a rebranding process. And a big portion of that process was the discovery phase. So we did a series of surveys and and interviewed um, both patrons and maybe more importantly, people that weren't coming to the Long Center to really find out, you know, it's easy to get in the echo chamber and think you know what the organization's about, but we really wanted to talk to the community and see what we were doing right, what we could be doing better, and have that really shape our strategic plan and, and how we embark on the next decade. So what did you all discover in that discovery process? Well, there is good and bad. I mean, it it was all revealing. So it's all going to, you know, be very helpful. I think one thing that we heard was there was there wasn't a lot of clarity about what is the Long Center? Who are we? What are what are we for? Um, and who are we for? And so that was very eye opening for us. But that being said, that we this location, this building has a warm spot for you know in citizens' hearts. People want to be here. They bring visitors and and family and come here to do their selfies from our city terrace. And so um, I think there was a real, we heard that there was a desire for the community to have more things going on here. So that was really helpful. And we also found, and I, I thought this was fascinating, that um, besides just what's on stage, which is obviously important to audiences who are going to come here, the social experience coming here and networking, having a chance to meet with people. And in the arts, that's something we've kind of always had that gut feeling that we play a very important role in an increasingly virtual world where you don't really have to leave your house. And our biggest competition is probably Netflix or, you know, other forms of kind of isolated entertainment, that there's still a a huge role and even more so probably a need for people to come together and that sense of community and, and learning about other people and other cultures. And, and having shared experiences. So that for us was, you know, to maybe certainly programming is a piece of the puzzle, but don't ignore the bigger impact and what this is really about. So that's interesting. The folks who said they were wanting some clarity about sort of who the Long Center is or who the Long Center is for. The answers that you heard or the input that you heard about sort of the Long Center's identity what does that have you thinking then about the future? How will, will you shape and steer the Long Center then based on what you learned? I think a lot of it is um, how, you know, what the, the, there was one big overarching theme that kind of we heard back from this and that we've really focused the, the strategic plan in the next decade on. It's how do we become more inclusive and, and welcoming and truly reflective. The community is evolving and changing every day. And Performing Arts Center's role is to kind of stay up with those changes and, and be the place that people go to exchange information and meet your neighbors. And so that was the the overarching theme that we heard. So there's a few ways we're going to be doing that. Um, With programming, again, our founding resident companies, which are their own organizations, have wonderful, loyal audiences, and we are, you know, they're part of the Long Center family. And so we're 
that is such a great, you know, foundation for everything that we're doing. And we can build on that, even though we're in a very competitive landscape as far as a lot of venues and a lot going on. We There's opportunities for us to serve families. There's a lot of, you know, culturally aware young couples and families that are looking for things to do so we're looking at more community events and and also how do we bring in speakers or other opportunities where people can kind of come and see something different and and have an experience and talk to each other so programming is a big piece of the puzzle we also looked at just our messaging when we say we want to be welcoming and inclusive it's a nice thing to say but if the signage isn't you know, speaking that language, if we heard in some of the surveys that people said, you know, I, I, I stand on Riverside and I'm not sure if I can come on to the property. And so it's, you know, there is that little bit of the, the house on the hill and how do we break down those barriers? What are the barriers and how do we truly embody being inclusive and welcoming? And that kind of leads to the physical plant. We're very fortunate to have this incredible campus. It is so unique in Austin and as Austin blows up and and builds and builds you know having open space like this is is a rarity so what is it a hammock park is it you know how do we get this campus dynamic and people here all the time and and again it's it, people think of it as a resource as an asset and where you come to have a picnic or or take a selfie so they're kind of three of the big pieces that we're looking at how do we build up and really embody that cultural hub welcoming inclusive vibe. When you're thinking about programming and you're thinking about the future of the Long Center, do you program for the audience that already comes or do you program for the audience that you want to draw here that doesn't yet come to the Long Center? So that's a great question. And I think, you know, it's, it seems like a cop-out, but both. Um, certainly, we have are so lucky to have such an amazing fan base and such a wonderful group of people that supports us, and, and we would never want to turn our backs on that. But um, as Austin evolves, as we want to grow and expand our audience, you know, how do we build on that? And one thing that actually, it's, it's a little rare for a performing arts center, we're moving away from the subscription model where a lot of performing arts centers announce a season two years out. And for a lot of reasons, that's just not, isn't working for us. And so we're moving more towards kind of rolling announcement. And part of that is so we can be, I mean, Austin moves so quickly, you know, so we can stay up on what's relevant and what what's happening and kind of j- jump on opportunities. And, and that's very different from the traditional performing arts center model. So that's one way that we're trying to, to react to the changing climate. How would you assess the Austin arts, fine arts scene these days. What kind of shape do you think the arts are in in Austin right now? I mean, it's such a great city for arts and for music. I mean, it's known for that. It's. It, I love that, that Austinites take pride in being, you know, a culturally aware and vibrant and artistic community. So there is a lot going on. Um, I think that's all positive and and more and more we will attract tourism and and businesses and and lots of things happening in Austin because of the quality of life here but of course there's always the flip side to that of how do we respond with the space crisis and um, elevating costs for artists and things like that and that's another place where you know we're just starting to dive into what can our role be having this campus we are starting to think about you know how do we 
expand, use, change, build to kind of help support the local scene as well and make sure that, you know, the artists that we love and why we're all here have the support that they need to to live their lives in Austin. Any ideas yet of what that might look like or what, what role the Long Center might play in that? Well, you know, in the very early stages, thinking about shared services and support services, and is there a way, you know, and the tech industries and other industries have found that sharing office space, you know, if one one kitchen, one printer could serve five different organizations rather than each one having to buy a different one. Um, also looking at is there grants from outside of Austin, money that we can bring in that we could facilitate that would involve, um, you know, a, a co-op of multiple organizations that could kind of raise all ships. How can we work together and come to collaboratively? So we're in the very beginning stages. Um, the Long Center campus had a master plan and they it was amazing what they were able to build back in 2008, but there was actually additional buildings in the in the initial plan with some rehearsal space and more, um, again, shared office spaces, classrooms, things like that. So that's something that we haven't forgotten about. The board's always talking about it and thinking about it, and especially now as the needs are rising for artists in Austin, we're definitely keeping the conversation alive. The Long Center main hall seats about 2,400 Austin continues to grow in leaps and bounds, but are there any thoughts of expanding? Or how does the Long Center keep up serving the audience in a city that keeps growing and growing when the physical space can't necessarily grow? Yeah, well, it's it's funny because as we look at other spaces, it would not necessarily be larger spaces. It might also be a different mix of spaces and smaller spaces and and how do we best use the hall that we have. But um, one of our greatest competitive advantages and assets that we have is our lawn. We do so many community events that can draw six, seven, eight thousand people on our lawn that come and go all day. So as far as how can, you know, if we're going to be a convening place and a cultural hub, I think utilizing our grounds and, and people love that, especially in Austin being outdoors and and the freedom and it's relaxed and it's you know just great views so how can we use that space to to do bigger events one of the things that we hear about as we cover stories all over Austin are the segments of the Austin community primarily communities of color who feel underserved in many aspects of life in Austin or who feel as if Austin's success and growth doesn't feed out to all communities equally in Austin. And I'm wondering from a programming, from a facilities, from any point of view that you may have, if you feel like the Long Center has a role in trying to help that aspect of of Austin and trying to bolster that part of the cultural scene that has offerings that appeal across the board to all different communities in Austin. Absolutely. And actually, from the branding campaign, our updated vision is all Austinites deserve access to world-class arts and culture. And it's something we really believe in, and it's very aspirational. But um, most of our strategic plan is towards that goal. It's easy to kind of sit in my office on this beautiful landscape and say, come to us. But, you know, we really need to get out to the community. It's, you know, so important to, to hear from the people if we can make assumptions about what people want to see or or why they're not connecting or especially what the barriers are but 
we don't know the real life. So getting out, I've been actually going around and meeting with a lot of the different council members and talking about what are the lines of communication? How can we get out to the districts and hear more about what their needs are, what the barriers are, how we can help? And also long term, it might mean taking our programming out to the community. Coming downtown to this campus is not you know, a reality for everybody. So what kind of things can we be doing and getting out into the communities uh, where they want to experience? What special things do you have planned for the Long Center's 10th anniversary celebration this year? September 9th, we will be being, throwing a big party outside on the lawn for the community to come, an open house to check out the Long Center and to thank the community and celebrate this huge milestone and hopefully start a lifelong relationship with the Long Center. Corey Baker is president and CEO of the Long Center. Corey, we thank you so much for hosting us in your office and for your time today. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It was an honor. Jennifer Staten, KUT News.